Jesus. Mercy and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it is easy to see this woman who has lost so much and just wonder why. Lost her husband, lost her only son. She got nothing left but tears. So why would God do this? Why would God cause this? Why would God allow this to happen? You can phrase it however you want so that you feel like you're being properly respectful, but at the end of the day, we are deep down convinced. We are clearly more compassionate than God is because, well, if we were in charge, we wouldn't have done this. We would have stopped it. We would have done something. And since it's either that God is clearly doing his job wrong, or there's something greater going on here that maybe we just don't see, we tend to go for the second one. And so we love to tell ourselves in the face of everything that we hate in this world, God has a plan. I hear it all the time. Honestly, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm over the idea that God has a plan because if you don't actually know what that plan is, it's not all that comforting. But more, who plans this? To leave a widow without her only son. It was not God's plan that this woman bury her husband and her son. It was, it was not. I know it, because death is not God's will. He speaks it himself. He says, I have no pleasure in even the death of the wicked, but that they would turn from their ways and live. Death is not God's will. Over and over again, he plays this thing out in the Garden of Eden, where there is only one thing in the whole wide world that could possibly bring death. He says to Adam and Eve, don't eat of that thing. It will kill you, and I don't want you to die. Ever since then, he speaks a thundering, thou shalt not down from on high, against every last sin that yields death. You can speak to this thing. What was God's plan when someone shoots up a school, when someone wrestled with cancer in the face of tragedy and calamity? I can tell you it was not death, for God himself has told you he wills life. So firmly does God will life that he shows his compassion. He draws near to this woman who has lost everything, and he says to her, do not weep. Except then he doesn't say, you know, this is all according to my plan. Because it isn't. This is not how it's supposed to be. Not just in a, I would arbitrarily change it if I was running the show sort of way. God speaks with a compassion so deep that he would actually bear the brunt of everything that was not his plan himself. Because this, this is God's plan to touch the casket of this man, to grab hold of death itself, to be marked by it in a way that you honestly don't know until you have lost somebody close to you that you love. To grab hold of death, to be that near to it, is to be made unclean by it. There was a reason that in the Old Testament, when people were made unclean if they touched a corpse. The fact of the matter is, even today, if you stand too close to death, that last enemy is so contagious that it ripples out of the grave and it infects all of those who are close by it. You feel it in broken hearts, in fear of our own mortality, in facing what we are convinced deep down is unknowable, despite all the scriptures would say about it. And we are dragged down by it and kicked around the whole while. 
the wages of death are contagious. So Jesus grabs hold of this casket. He literally reaches into death and he becomes infected by it. But so what? God's will is life. God's plan is life. And so he pulls the man up out of the casket. Young man, I say to you, arise. And the man sits up. And Jesus hops in the casket himself. Jesus trades places with this man. Jesus pulls this man out of the tomb and then goes to death himself in his stead. Jesus dies that he might live because this is God's plan. To give life to sinners in such a way that nothing we can do and nothing we could have done to us could possibly get in the way. God's plan is laid out upon a cross for all to see. Jesus died that sinners live. It is not hidden that you might wonder what it is, convinced deep down that you are clearly more compassionate than God is, but afraid to say it out loud because it sounds bad. God's plan is right here. He willed for you to live so much that when the sins that he didn't create and weren't his plan and weren't his fault got in the way, he actually did something about it. Jesus took all of them upon himself and he bled and he died for you and for me. He gave his life to bear them himself right to the grave and right back out again. Christ died that your sins would be forgiven and that death itself would be undone for you for Christ is risen from the dead. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is God's plan to conquer death, nothing short of it. It is God's plan after all to leave a widow without her son, for Mary sees Jesus hanging on the cross. And John is given to Mary to care for her and love her, but she sees the loss and it cuts her to her own heart. But it is his plan that that widow would receive her son again, alive. Mary sees Jesus again, and everything is okay. And truth be told, that is the only thing that actually brings any kind of comfort. See, we try our best to fill in the void, and we usually fall on cliches because we don't know what to say, and the silence when somebody is in pain is absolutely unbearable to us. And instead of just holding their hand and being with them in the pit, we figure we've got to say something to make it better. And so we grasp at straws that we know deep down don't actually help, but we'll sure say them anyway. And so we grab hold of them. I'm just as guilty of it as all of you. And we say, at least they're not hurting anymore. And that sounds great, um, and it's true, but we still are. So God didn't say that to anybody, through anybody, to Mary after she buried her son in Joseph's tomb. The only thing that made Mary feel better was seeing him alive again. Remember that, Christians. Remember that when you come across your own who are hurting and you just don't know what to say. And don't tell them it's part of God's plan. <laughs> don't talk about God's plan at all, honestly, unless you have a chapter and verse that tell you exactly what that plan is, because every time we try to figure it out, we're wrong most of the time. As it turns out, God is smarter than us. But do say what brings comfort. God has visited his people. That's what everybody says after Jesus pulls this guy right back out of the tomb. God has compassion enough to draw near to the very grave and pull us back out. Christ is risen. This is what Christians say to each other in the face of death. Christ is risen. We will rise. When all of our plans fall apart, when everything breaks and we have absolutely no idea what's going on or how we're going to get through this or how God could have been there when it happens anyway, we say this, Christ is risen. 
And even now, he is at work to carry us through when nothing goes according to plan. Even now, he is at work to mitigate the damage. Even now, he would gather us around each other that we could speak discomfort to each other. Even now, he provides love and a path forward in sometimes the very strangest of ways because it was never his plan that everything would fall apart. But he sure won't let it stop what he has planned all along. Christ has planned life for you. He has spelled it out throughout all of Scripture for your comfort and your hope. In the face of pain, God is truly present, not just to wish for better or say there's got to be a deep down reason that you're not allowed to know, but to pull us out of the pit and give answer to the most senseless of tragedies. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Don't weep. Don't weep even standing in between the miracles, even knowing that Christ is risen and not yet seeing our own resurrections. Do not weep, for we are still given his that we comfort each other, that we would sing hymns about this, that Jesus died and rose to save sinners, and that we would know that Christ is still present here, even now, to help and to carry, to save and to unite. In the face of everything that does not go according to plan, let us finally tell the truth. Death is the enemy, and the only one that planned it is the devil. But Christ is risen, for God's plan is life. Let us gather around that life, eat and drink that life, comfort each other with that life, that when everything goes wrong and we cannot for the life of it explain it, we would have answer. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.